It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. All right. Welcome back to episode 22. Wow, 22 of the Team Bear Sports Podcast, and it's Tim and... No, wait, where's Tim at, Jackson? Uh, He's not here, so I think it's time to dance and celebrate. Yeah, this is a uh, Kevin and Jackson special episode of the Team Bear Sports Podcast. I don't know, I mean, the bye week is next week. I don't know if Tim was just a little you know, early on the bye week or who knows, but... You know, we're gonna, you're really going to get a deep dive into uh, a, a Jackson and Kevin episode and what what we're really thinking on, you know, Bears and just Chicago sports in general. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Do we, we want to see what a, an all Tim episode would be like? If I he think, was like a late night radio guy, like Les Grobstein. I think like, he's the midnight shift guy and he's just with himself by his yeah, thoughts because I think that'd be terrible. He's got to make up. He's got to make up for this episode and do a solo episode of just Tim. Oh, I would Tim's listen. Thoughts. I would listen to that all day. Just call it like Tim's thoughts. It could be. It could be a quick Tim. When I know you're listening to this, just like a quick twenty minutes at your own podcast, whatever you think. It doesn't even have to be about bears. Or I think sports. we should do that. I think that'd be great. Just we'll throw that in there as like a little bonus episode of just you know Tim's corner, Tim's thoughts. Just just to just to make up for you know for missing this week obviously yeah. i know he's got he's busy like we're all busy so you know he, he's he's he deserves the break he deserves the day off yes so we'll yes. cover it from here we'll give we'll give our uh two cents on uh another bear loss so yeah. um and it ended bears. our uh picks pick streak yeah we're we were on a hot, yeah we had the uh bears winning this game against the niners and i think i said last week that it was it just seemed like one of those games that it was to be like the Bears play so poorly the week before, and then of course they're going to win this game. But what do you know? They actually lost. Um, they lost 33 to 22 uh, against the San Francisco 49ers, who were also struggling. I believe they were on a four-game losing streak themselves. Um, there were some positives that we saw from this game. Uh, one of them being uh, Fields looks like it's he's making improvements at the quarterback position. Um, I don't know, Jackson, what did you see from Fields this week that you liked? Yeah, I mean, I think he played a good game for a rookie, right? Did he make some dumb mistakes? Sure, but he held on to the ball. Um, I don't think we, he fumbled it this week, did he? I can't No, remember. I believe he did not fumble it. Um, I, I felt like one. his biggest thing was he had more pocket awareness, and he knew, like, okay, if I need to get these six, seven yards, go get it, right? Um, yeah, you know, the, the internal clock, what we've always said with him needs to speed up. He was able to figure out and get those long runs. Um, they had a little bit better design play. I think the one thing that scared me is he had two throws that were high. And yeah. if there's a safety that's right there, that's going back the other way. Um, but other than that, like, you know, I, he played a good game for a rookie. And I think the arrow was pointing up. I mean, that touchdown run was like oh it was so good thing to watch. Of beauty. it looked like a michael vick fran tarkington i'm running all over the place and i'm gonna take off and run um and i it was a busted play 
right? Because he rolls out to the right. He like slips and falls, collects himself, spins around, cuts up, cuts up the other way, and he's in the end zone. Um, that just shows, like you mentioned, his pocket awareness. He felt that pocket was collapsing. He didn't yeah. try and hold onto it and throw it. And obviously, he had over 100 yards rushing in the game. So, you know, that's something that we're not expecting that every single week. But the fact that he was able to sense the pocket was closing in on him and that he was able to make those chunk yard runs, it was great to see. And like you, like you said, he definitely. Um, I thought he was going to fall re- down on his hands, oh, yeah. right? When he Absolutely. balanced. I think any Absolutely. quarterback probably does that, you know. That, that's Maybe the benefit of having Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes and him, but yeah, that's the benefit of having an elite athlete at the quarterback position that you can get those plays. I mean, Brady and uh, you know Burrow and all these other guys and Rodgers, they're athletes. They get they're great, 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 great quarterbacks. I don't know why I threw Burrow and Rodgers and Brady in there, but um, you know they're not they're not able to make that play. So it's it's great to see. I think I saw or. I heard someone on uh, Chicago radio say that this wasn't a breakout game. It was like a breakthrough game. Like there were still some things that he needs to improve on. Oh, yeah. But it's definitely the right step from what we want to see Justin Fields become as he, you know, is going to be our future quarterback. To be honest, I don't I think it's going to be hard to define what a breakout game is just because like one. We don't know what we have with Bur- we, we, uh, with Fields. I almost said Burrow. He's um, on our minds. I don't know what it is. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't know exactly what we have with Fields. I think, you know, he's he's not a gunslinger, but he's not really a Mustang. You know, like, you could tell, like, he wants to do the right things. He doesn't want to be this running quarterback. But, like, he's not afraid of his, his athletic ability. I think if it were up to him, he would stay in the pocket and, like, nickel and dime you all day. I think that's the type of guy. And to be fair, like most quarterbacks win that way. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, ask Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers that. But I, I think also what's going to hurt him in having that huge, like three touchdown, 450 yard game is just the Bears personnel just sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard Darnell to Mooney, how I, I like Mooney. But he is probably a two to a three on every team. Yeah, it's hard to imagine getting to those numbers with the personnel we have, especially the way they're playing. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk, right. we're going to talk about Allen Robinson when we get to the next of the Bears game. But um, let's just talk a little bit more about the play calling. I know we, me, you, and Tim were kind of going back and forth in the group message. A lot more play action, a lot more rollouts. Uh, utilizing the tight ends, yeah, utilizing the yep. tight ends early. So what, what were your, what was your favorite thing that you saw the Bears do that? It was just kinda, was a change. more consistent. It was more consistent. I think they're still getting in those weird situations. They, they weren't playing behind the line as much. You know, they weren't getting into like third and twelve, or like third and eleven, which is good. You know. They, they gave themselves a lot more manageable downs. They were moving the ball. But, you know, they. I like Khalil Herbert. I think right now he is our best player on offense, right? Just out of pro- productivity-wise. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I think it would be David Montgomery, but he's out. He's out. I don't – and I, I get that Herbert got hurt, but it, it seems like there were times they were getting away from him. Uh, it definitely didn't help that – Williams got hurt early in the game. So you, you lose that two back factor. 
Um, and then Herbert got knocked out for a couple series, and then they had to put Null in, and Null did have a couple good runs. Um, he did fumble it, but recovered it. But, like, I, I, I haven't seen a slant all year. I feel like give me that eight yeah. yards. Give me that eight yard slant on a first down. Or if the I, I defense mean, is crouching up to blitz, boom, expose the maybe, zone. Maybe Fields, I doubt it, but maybe he's just like not clicking in practice, throwing these slants, or he feels uncomfortable throwing it when with a, a certain defense that got set up out there. I, I agree. I think that there should be more slants. It seems like every Especially other team the red we're playing is running slants. So yes. It's like use that use those physical bodies that we're supposedly have and you know thread the needle. We've seen that fields can do it. We've seen him make some tight throws. So let's you know hopefully use our athleticism to make that it is, quick it is three yard like slant, slant or five yard slant. Yeah, especially with the slant, the way a defender has to play it nowadays, like in refs being a little little bit more gracious to like receivers is like if you're hanging on a receiver flag yeah absolutely. you know like draw the contact they're gonna call it yeah and you know, look you to sell, sell it. it like i know yeah yeah i i don't like it obviously when it happens to against the bears where it's like how you, you're not that's such a cheap penalty but you know it's the rules you gotta yeah you gotta take advantage of it one thing that i really liked and i, I believe it was uh you who mentioned it in our group chat during the game was that utilizing targets that um Justin Fields had a connection with in preseason and James. getting them involved in the game plan. Jesse James's touchdown. About like time. why it's like, Hey, you think this guy that he had such a good, good chemistry with during the preseason, we should include him more in our rookie quarterback. Who's Stop like the whole point of getting yeah. a rookie quarterback is comfortable. Stop, Stop making sense. You're making too much sense. Like <laughs> the throw that he made to James was perfect. Now I thought he wait it, when I was watching it live, I was like, throw it to him now, throw it to him now. Did he possibly probably throw it to him a little late? Because the linebacker, I, I I think it was the linebacker, the safety almost got there. But, it, like, the ball was at a perfect angle where only James can get it. But, like, utilize that. Now, I thought Cole Komet played a lot better. He needs to catch that ball in the end zone, right? Yeah. You're, you you want to be a number one tight end, you got to catch that ball. Does Jimmy J- Graham probably catch that ball? Maybe, but he's on the COVID list, so we have no idea. Yeah, he's just uh, been taken off, so he'll be back this week. But still, Graham has still got to make the catch. Targets. Yeah, you yeah. got to make that catch. Um, I want to see more of Jesse James, right? Give me a guy who's six seven, tight end, athletic, get open. And right. he has experience with the Steelers. It's not like he's playing. He just like is some guy that we pulled out of the Canadian League. He has played yeah. in big games. I believe it was Jesse James who gave. Uh, Chris Conti, that stiff arm when he was with the Bucks. I believe I think that was, was Jesse James. Him. I mean, that yeah. alone should get you at least like that, a thirty percent snap share. Personally, I, I think that should just put you in the Hall of Fame. Like he dragged Chris Conti for like five or six yards, and then said, "Get off me." Uh, I mean, <laughs> that was just that was a thing of beauty. So that alone should get him more playing time. If I was head coach, but um, yeah, and I feel like with Cole Komet, I feel like every every game we see him play, like he does like. Some great, and then he does something like to take a step back. It's like how yeah, he has like a couple plays down the field, he looks good, and then a drop or, or you know bad he's penalty, bad penalties. It's like he, I don't know. His biggest problem is he just can't get away from people, right? There's no breakaway. Like he can't if he can't break away from an outside linebacker, 
or a safety, it's like, dude, come on, just body them. Yeah, and these big like physical tight ends are like I, I mean, I want to say they're like a dime a dozen because we have a lot of them. Like what a lot of teams are doing now, they're getting the physical yet speedy tight ends with like mm-hmm. a Kelsey, uh, Kyle Pitts in Atlanta. That's what they're trying to to go for is like a mismatch with a linebacker. And if you can't be that, then you're just one of those other, you know, you become like tight you, ends we got. You become like Sims a couple of years ago, and you only you're only used for blocking. Yeah, like, God like, oh, they throw you the ball. Yeah, or like a Kellen, uh, not Kellen Winslow, Kellen Davis, where it's like a big oh, body, God. but then you know you kind of you cringe every time you throw him the ball. So he's still young. I'm not too worried about him. I just hope but there he, are there's some red up. flags with Cole Komet. Absolutely. Um, I think the only other, only other positive that I have written down um, is that Larry Borum's first game back, he was pretty productive. So that's yeah. good to see that we can thing on plug too. him in and, and improve our offensive line, which has been, you know, not so not so it, stable these last few weeks. You know, what? it's weird that we're putting like excitement into a six-round pick of a right tackle. Hmm. Oh, and we're also excited about what what was Khalil Herbert a fourth round pick? Yeah, fourth or fifth. Yeah, I think that like that shouldn't be like that. And I get like you want to have depth, but like you can't put your savior on a first of all a right tackle, not a left, a right tackle and a six round pick from a bad SEC school, Missouri, right? Borum's from Missouri. Yeah, it's not like he's from Bama or Georgia. I feel like that's just like the problem and like the the uh, like repetitive cycle we've been in as Bears fans that like our team is so bad at these certain positions that when we draft a young talent guy who's a six round pick or whatever and they play better than the original guy who was in front of them we like fall in love with them and give them these over uh, you know over expectations yeah oversell them and then when like you know they come back down. Uh, to the middle and like come back to reality you're like oh they're they're good but they're not as good as we like perceive them as because of this you know heightened expectations same thing with like mooney and like he's good like everyone's everyone was hyping him up as like a first like number one wide receiver and he but, yeah and i think next year he will be but yeah. his numbers don't match no it's just like we the bears fans always have like such a horrible like base player at a position and then we plug in a rookie, a late round rookie, and they look better, and we're like, "Oh man, he's gonna be the guy." And then when he averages out, and he's not the guy. Like, we're upset. I remember, like in 2017, I remember arguing with some of our friends, and they're like, "Oh, we're not that bad." I'm like, "Dude, our they think our best wide receiver is Josh Bellamy," and people are like, "Oh, Bellamy is not that bad." I'm like, "Bellamy is a like, yeah, I don't want to special have Josh teams Bellamy. <laughs> player at best in the NFL, like." I think it is good that they have one looked at the offensive line like my girlfriend now I've turned floor into a Midwesterner it's great she is now a Bears fan she she stole one of my older bear hats I think she is buying a Justin Fields long sleeve shirt this week is uh, uh, she gonna cook casseroles now is she gonna just put everything into a crock pot or a casserole uh, we did have a we did have a beef stew a couple weeks ago. That was great. There you go. Um, but she will drink a Miller Light once in a while. Nice. She's Has gotten she, a little bit interested in college wrestling, so it's just like, all right, it's beginning. Does she 
does she now uh, or is she in the process of nodding or waving to strangers on the street just like how are you doing like no but she does make friends with bartenders pretty quickly all right that's that's the next step is waving to random people i'll let you see or like give them a nod or hey yep. how are you doing how you doing yeah we do see a lot of bear fans out here in dc so when we do see bear fans we always say hi to them and stuff like that there you go. but flora alice is becoming a midwesterner there you go and then she's gonna master the no yeah or yeah no yeah and that's a whole different yeah yeah coding not, of the english language we're, we're that's like that's yet. like that's like 300 level midwestern yeah class or there. yeah so eat some casseroles watch the bears wave to strangers that's the 101 we gotta midwestern get a chili competition or something oh and then you get to then you get the 501 stuff and you're talking, <laughs> about, talking you're talking pig calls and all that fun stuff yeah, yeah seriously she's gonna listen to this and be like what the fuck are you guys talking about <laughs> Midwest is a weird place, man. Um, before we move on to the negatives, because I don't know, I wouldn't really consider How do you this feel about Tabor? positive or negative. I was just going to ask you. Um, I think he was a good fill-in. I don't think that he is going to be the guy that I want to eventually replace Nagy. And I, no. it's hard to, it's hard to kind of like imagine like what the behind the scenes is. Like, is Nagy like giving plays or did he give a game plan out? Whatever. I know that. You couldn't with COVID. Yeah, he can't, and NFL. he can't call or email or anything, anything like but, that. But they're in communication before. Absolutely. But, I mean, I did like that he did kind of change the game script of, you know, like we alluded to with the play actions and it's the way he was calling plays seemed a lot different than if Nagy or, you know, I'm doing air quotes for those who are uh, listening, um, Bill Lazor is calling the plays uh, that – it did look a little different. I don't think that he's a guy good interim it gets there, but I just think it needs to be I thought outside it was, higher. I, I, don't I thought it was weird that they gave it to a special teams coach. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know who they were going to give it to. I, I saw that he uh, put out a quote saying that I work with all fa- like phases of the team. I work with offense, the defense, special teams. And, you know, shout out to him. He said that, like, I have no pressure doing this. Like, this is easy kind of yeah. promoting himself for the next job. So. And here's the thing. Like, if he's – if Nagy is let go at the end of the year, I mean, I think – I would not be surprised if he isn't. He's um, getting an interview. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, if Tabor gets one, I'm not going to be upset. Um, He did look like William Defoe, though. Right when you he said that, like I was just like, like I'm thinking like Spider-Man, William Dafoe, like a creepier version. Yeah. 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 He definitely um, looks like he smokes a lot and he has some like yellowy teeth. Had that kind of <laughs> vibe going to him, but maybe, maybe it was the screen I was watching it on, but <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, no, he, he definitely had some like John to see looking eyes. Well, um, what do you think of Tabor, Jack? I, I, I mean, I think Bear fans would have done the same thing. If they would have won 30 to nothing, people would have been having a parade for them. Like, I don't, I think it was a high reward, low failure type of thing. Like, if they lost, like, it's, I mean, you can't really blame it on coaching if they would have lost because, you know, you don't have your head coach. And, like, obviously the head coach is more used to those situational awarenesses than, like, any assistant or anything like that. Um, 
not to say that they aren't, but they're they're put into more of those situations just because of, of experience. I, you know, I think it was fun. If they would have won, oh, this city would have been like, oh, Chris Tabor needs to be hired. We're gonna go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you see what he did? We're going to Las. We're going to you know Los Angeles now. It's just it would have been ridiculous. So maybe it's like a good thing that they lost to like shut up like weirdos, but it was almost like the perfect way to lose because like they looked better like in terms I've of. I heard like, that take. I heard that take. Yeah, yeah, like Fields looked better with out being there. The offense scored over twenty points, even though it was only twenty two. Um, but they still lost, saying that like yeah they need you know kind of a a rehaul so or yeah, yeah redo a coach so who knows. I still think Nagy's going to be out at the end of the year, but with this organization, it's nothing is nothing's ever set in stone. And like the thing no. is, like I, this might be for a later show, but do you want like an offensive coach? Because I feel like we've tried with the offensive gurus, and it just doesn't work. I think not only have we tried it, I feel like the NFL has tried it, and it's like a very low success rate. Like you have your uh, Sean McVay's and your Andy you Reid's. Your Andy Reid's. Then you also have like your uh, what's his name, the guy at in Cincinnati, and he's doing well, but like he's not like that breakout coach that just kind of fixes everything. I think that the Bears, and like you said, we'll probably talk about this more in a later episode. But they, I think they need like a proven guy. Whether I'm not saying you get someone like Tony Larusa in baseball terms, where it's like a 75 year old coach, but just like someone who's like a proven who like be just like are parting ways with the team that was uh they were with um and they just need a new place to to coach at but I, i'm kind of with you or, and i, I don't, don't want a college it, i don't want a college coach no like i think with mike tomlin i love mike tomlin i remember i think i texted you guys when it was kind of shaky in pittsburgh there for a little bit if they go their separate ways i would love if the bears hired him um but just someone like that you know who's like what a proven like a Drew, winner what about like uh who's the guy from philly a couple years ago Drew Peterson, or is that um, is that the cop who killed his? Yeah, I think that's that's, the, that was the cop who like or, killed his yeah. wife, right? Another Midwestern. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can tell we're from the Midwest. You know what? Um, yeah, Peterson from Philly. I can't. His Doug first Peterson. Name is, Doug, Doug Peterson. Peterson. There we go. Yeah, not yeah. Drew Peterson. Not Drew. Not Drew Peterson. Doug. Ah, Doug Peterson. I, I would give him a shot because like the front office in Philly was so like. They're so, like, weird, like, Howie Rosenthal is, like, the way that they're running their organization and the way that Carson Wentz left. It just seems like it was a, not a good situation. And he put a great team together when he mm-hmm. uh, had a great team going with Philly. I just think that, like, that organization kind of was in disarray. And oh, the he easiest thing the to Bears do, then. You know, yeah, easiest thing to do is to get rid of the head coach, you know. So I, like, would, I, think, I would give I him a shot. Like with, like, Philly's organization, they're, like, constantly hounding you. Like, the Bears can be hands-off. They're just going to say yeah. something like under their breath. Yeah. Like you're not going to get that much money from them. You're not going to like you're, you know, obviously both cities are very competitive and outrageous, but I, I think Doug Peterson might be an interesting guy. You know, he's got, he's got a, he's got a ring. He's got a ring. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think another, another coach, I guess I could say that is like, I don't know if I can say I'm like offensive guru, but like young, like up and coming head coach would be um, the Packers head coach. Matt LaFleur. 
Pat, yeah. yeah, Matt LaFleur has been but, successful, but he also has the Aaron Rodgers. The offensive guru thing, like, it's failed here a couple times. You know, Mike Martz was brought in. Granted, he was a coordinator. Really failed. I mean, you get you get, you get rid of Olsen. Olsen's possibly going to be now a Hall of Famer. Dumb. Uh, you bring yeah, in Tressman that just completely, you know. Can- that, Canadian guru. Canadian guru. Um, and then you bring in Nagy, and it's just like you can't even score more than like 16 points a game in today's well, and NFL. And you know what's funny too, especially now that the Chiefs have been struggling, like to see like oh like yeah his stock has gone down. His stock has gone down. Um, like, uh, I have the offensive coordinator. I can't yeah, think of his name, but it'll come B. back to us. Yeah, Bellamy, Eric Bellamy, Bellamy. Yeah, I mean but his like, stock it, went down after the Super Bowl too. So it's just like. You know, Maggie stock is going down from that too. Just being like, you know, we can. They're all tied together. Yeah, they're all tied together. So it's, I don't know. I think that the Bears need to get, like you said, someone who's proven, like Peterson, or let's say if another team lets go of a coach just because of the situation's kind of run its course. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. But you never I'm know with the McCaskies. Let's let's go back to that. There was some frustrations. A lot of them. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, a lot of things that you made you go like, "What the hell are we doing?" As a football team, no sacks, no turnovers, no no sacks, and like not even pressures. No, like Garoppolo had all day to throw. I texted one of my co my former coworkers who's a Niners fan, and I I asked him, "Did he go on a date with another porn star?" Because that's the best he's looked in. He's feeling All good. All season. All season. He was going out with Lisa Ann or something. But Nicholas hooked like, up with an old fling. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, he's back home. He's from Arlington Heights. You know, maybe he went over to his mom's house, got some good, like, home cooking and slept in his casserole. child. Slept in his childhood twin bed. And, like, <laughs> his mom dropped he's him like, off at the game. He's ready to go. Like, I'm going to score second three time. touchdowns on the Bears. That's the second time. Beat in that Soldier Field. Yeah, and I believe he played pretty well in the first game. I'd say I remember too. I mean, he didn't um, put up big yards, but he's not turning over the ball, and that was his no, more, no, rookie no. year. Yes, the obviously that having zero pressure. I mean, Khalil Mack was out, no pressure, no sacks, and it just seems like if we don't get any pressure on the quarterback, we can just chalk it up as a loss for the Bears because like they're secondary we have talked about problems we've had with the secondary and eddie jackson being out it just did not it was kind of not looking good from the bears from the jump the way that their defense was playing did we even force a punt i can't recall off the top of my head but i wouldn't be surprised if we look back and the answer was no it just seemed like they had all all day and then long the time and then the time the Bears like were actually maybe putting up a stop, chunk play, eighty-five yard screen pass, whatever it is. That just, was like, ridiculous. That was like killer. that was like tackle him, tackle him, tackle him. And then before you know it, he's not at the six-yard line. You know, great play by Houston to you know wrestle him down, but that should have happened at the at the two that you know that should have been a two-yard gain. That's a play where you give your your punter more room to get off, you know, a decent punt. And speaking of speaking of uh, punters, another negative was just, like, I feel 
like uh, Pat O'Donnell had some bad punts too. Pat O'Donnell had like some thirty-yard like line drive punts. That I'm just right like, out of this bounds. is uncharacteristic for you i'm not i know he's not like the best punter in the league but we've kind of we're talking about that well, he's, he's had a lot of practice this year yeah so he's been had some quality games at punter we're like oh we, we pinned him deep that's good but yes uh not yesterday but sunday it was just like these little stinker punts that you know i weren't, it's going, gonna be weren't weird. going anywhere it's gonna be weird that i'm saying this but they did kind of miss eddie jackson on saturday or on sunday <laughs> Right, just in terms of a, what has just to have like a presence there or like a veteran who can like get people lined up and like I know Eddie misses tackles and he has not been the ball hawk you know we signed him the money to but like I think a lot of people second, see him as a leader. The, yeah, their secondary is already bad enough. You lose like an Eddie Jackson, yeah, who's been playing nicely, but you lose that you know second or third play of the game. It's just like. With these bums out, I mean, our secondary and our offensive line are our two biggest issues. Our offensive line did give up some sacks; they looked better. Um, but our, our secondary is just horrible, like awful. Um, yeah, I know that was a a top or a area that in the preseason we were saying we, this we, is yeah, going to be one be of the spots. But it's very, 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 very apparent that it is in need of a drastic I, overhaul. I don't know what you do because, you know, it's hard to like develop. Yeah, it's everybody. You know, like, is Duke I guess Jalen John, Johnson. But. J- I mean, Jalen's had some bad games himself and bad penalties. But we, what is this a three-game losing streak now, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, Packers, Packers, Bucks, Niners. So yeah, three. And this was the game we kind of like. Okay, you win this game, your schedule kind of opens up because like Pittsburgh has not looked great. Baltimore, yeah, it's gonna be a loss, but it is at home. You know, who knows what could happen? Um, you know, and then it can You know, you kind of get the. You know, you get a buy or you get the buy after Pittsburgh, and then you know. Um, Detroit, and you know you you do have to play. Um, who else? Who else? Uh, the Vikings, who aren't that good. You know you do have to play Green Bay, but the schedule. There was a point part in the schedule. It's just like, do you know what? They can make a run here, and you lose a game to the Niners, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's like, one that, that you, you should have had. Yeah, especially especially a struggling Niners team that's not like clicking on all cylinders with um, other players. It's just no, they were no, they were struggling. They are. They are having quarterback problems themselves. Are they, you know, do they want to keep playing Garoppolo? Do they want to keep, they want to go to Trey Lance? Like talking to my buddy, he's like, I want to see Lance out there, but hey, I will take Jimmy G looking this good though. You know, it's kind of like the best of both world, worlds in this situation for that game. But it, it this is not like the Niners defense that we were so accustomed to the past three or four years. This is not the Niners defense that was in the Super Bowl um, three years ago. You know, this was a game they should have won. And they had three touch they gave up three touchdowns on three drives in the fourth quarter. You know, I get that Carlos Santos missed that extra point. And it definitely did feel like the win was taken out of the sale there. But I'm gonna give Carlos a break because he's been our most consistent player for two years. And that's sad because it's a kicker. Oh, absolutely. I I give I, him a break. 
Like that, that happens. That shit happens. It wasn't just his kick. There were so many points in the game that were like, all right, here we go. We're like climbing up the hill and then like we fall back because like we don't get any pressure or we let up the big chunk play. Right. For and usually yards. it's been on the offense. I mean, granted, the past two weeks on the defense, the, the big thing from the defense, they cannot get a turnover to save their life. It's <laughs> so bad. It was this, so bad. Watch, it's it's been a month. Have like five or something like that. Yeah. That's I, just how I, it is. Have we not had one since Vegas? Cincinnati? Oh, Vegas. Probably. I think, I think still Vegas. Vegas yeah. I think Vegas. We had a pick like a late pick, but we didn't have one against Green Bay. We didn't get off the fucking field against Tampa. Well, and the thing is, too, is I don't not get turnovers. We're not putting ourselves in positions or like making plays on the field that could even turn into turnovers. Like no one, right. I don't see any of the safeties or people like going in, trying to punch the ball out on a gang tackle because we can't gang tackle. We're not getting constant pressure and we're not getting to the quarterback's arm. Um, uh, also, we're you're, making not, you're not winning the field position either. No, not at all. Not right. At all. Like if you keep them inside that 20 yard line, you know, an offense might have to, know do a quick pass just to give themselves yardage well maybe you creep up your safety a little bit and you know i'm not an advocate you know of jumping a route but you can you can disguise your coverage a little bit better you constantly have a team backed up like eventually you're gonna have to roll the dice and make a play but like they haven't done that you know in like the 2018 even the 2019 bears to a, a degree like very optimistic defense or opportunistic yeah. defense sorry um no, just you know, a game they they had, and the Niners. I think if they play that game again, I think it's you know six four Bears maybe. Like I don't think the Niners are that better of a team than us. It's just like you can't beat Jimmy G, who's been struggling the past month or so. Like, come on. I'm just hoping that this is not a Bears defense that's going to make average quarterbacks look like good to great quarterbacks because they already made like top five quarterbacks of all times look that way in the past. So, yeah. Yeah. And to go back to Santos, like the thing was like, even if he, he makes that field goal or even that he missed it, you still have to think that you're still playing with a field goal down or up. Right. Cause you gotta think there are going to be more points on the board. That's going to happen. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, I, I heard some people like, oh, I fire Santos. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's been the most consistent player that we've had for two years. Like, <laughs> we relax. do not want to get into another like bring no, in. We're not bring, we're street. not doing the kicker. We're not doing the kicking derby all over again. Yeah, that's uh, I'm, I'm good on that. We've done that. We've done that over it. We've got our kicker. I got to ask what, you this, though. It was Halloween on Sunday when they played. Be a little pedo that they didn't wear the orange jerseys. I'll give my take. Um, I was, I was. I think that in situations like this, the Bears a lot of times are just like given these like layup opportunities to like do something like cool or make a right decision, and a lot of times they just like end up like failing. Like it's Halloween, like it's fun. People are in the, in the stands and costumes. Like people, I think, generally like the orange jerseys. I'm not a so fan like, of just them, play, actually. Just play it up a little bit. I've, people are out there dressed up. Like, it's Halloween. It's not like you're this team that's 8-0 and, like, we've got to really take this season seriously. 
I mean, just play it up. Put on the orange jerseys. Get the fans hyped up a little bit at home. I mean, I, I think they, it was a missed opportunity for them to play into the Halloween because it's not, not very often that they play on Halloween the actual yeah, it's day. Rare. So. Yeah, it's, it's rare to play on a holiday. Um, so you don't like the you don't like the orange jerseys. I'm not the biggest fan of the orange jerseys. I I get the argument that like yeah it'd be fun, but like I'd rather I'd rather have two throwback jerseys and the home jersey. Like I'd rather have the the 1930s jersey that they have with the like the Michigan helmet and the mm-hmm. white one. I like that. And I would also bring back the 1940s jersey, the black, blue, and with the blue helmet. Like they haven't worn that in a few years. I think both those jerseys are cool. Um, I'm also saying that because I have both those jerseys in my closet right now. But can like, pull them out. I can, yeah, literally. Um, but I would wear like maybe those jerseys on Halloween. The orange, I just, I don't know. It just kind of looks ridiculous. I mean, and what, what a better time for Halloween! A ridiculous Halloween, people dressed yeah, up. Yeah, I yeah, I get that. Their record on the orange jerseys is okay. I like to see their record on with the orange jerseys. I, I bet you they're like five hundred. But I just think that would have been. The, I think that I, I would agreed if they were gonna wear the orange jerseys. Looking at the dates of the schedule, it would have been Halloween. Yeah, are they are they wearing the orange jerseys this year? I don't know. I haven't seen their. I can't remember their logo or not their logo. Their um, like jersey schedule. Their jersey schedule. I know usually they announce that. I know they got rid of the '40s jersey with the blue, the all blue helmets, and basically the Packers stole that and just made it yellow and green. But um, well, if they are, they missed the they missed an opportunity. They missed. I will say that. Yes, I'm not a fan of them. But if I'm gonna wear the orange jerseys, it would have been that that day. Yes, I would agree. Kev, how are we feeling about Monday night? Well, the Bears Monday night in front of the national TV. Um, well, I just I looked at kind of uh, the betting lines and the projected total points. This game is only projected to have a total of 40 points scored. So it's projected to be a very low-scoring game, and I don't put it past them because the Steelers are struggling a little bit. They don't have Juju. Big Ben is. 50 years old the bears just finally put up over 20 points and it was only 22 so i think i picked this game last or when we did our picks and i think i have as a win i am not i am not very confident i think that the bears are probably going to lose this game just because the, the steelers defense is still one of the top in the league and i think that if they get at Justin Fields the way that they can, I mean, T.J. Watt is a beast. I don't want to see him feel causing problems. I think it probably will happen. And there's just so, there's still a lot of talent on the Steelers' offensive end, and I think that the Bears' defense plays the way that they have been. You know, not going to bode well for the, the Bears on uh, Monday night. So I think the Steelers are probably going to take this, even though I did originally pick them at the beginning of the season. They beat Pittsburgh. Um, I, I there's a shot, but I still think that's probably going to be Pittsburgh. Uh, also, the Bears wear their orange jerseys on December fifth against the Cardinals. So they like I would have got it if they like if they didn't wear orange on Halloween because like it's just not in the rotation. We're not wearing it this year. I get that. Why did what's 
Like, I I don't get it. Yeah, I don't. I just looked it up. They do have the they do have a jersey schedule on. Um, yeah, I think that's a Ted Phillips decision. I bet that's yeah. I think you know, looking at looking at Pittsburgh, I don't think Pittsburgh is that good. I think the Bears can beat them historically. The Bears, I believe, are I saw the stat today are twenty two and seven against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and which is crazy to think about, but since the Steelers went to the AFC in the late 60s, early 70s. You know, you just don't face them anymore. Um, the Bears, I believe, have a three-game winning streak on the Steelers. Um, they won in 17, 13, and I believe in 2009 they also won. So I think we got a three-game winning streak on them. I think the last time we lost to the Steelers was the game the bus ran over Erlacher in 05. Mm-hmm. So you know we have their number um obviously you know those you know different teams different eras whatever but you know i don't see anyone blocking tj watt i think that's the x factor and it's, he lines up on the he lines up anywhere side of the line most of the time yeah most of the time but he can go anywhere um i think the bears you know Ben Roethlisberger is not the Ben Roethlisberger, you know, we grew up with. So, you know, he's banged up. He's going to throw a ball across his body, you know, for his sake, you know, the bears can't really intercept any passes. If you're the defense, is this the week that we get a pick, you know, Um, or get pressure on the quarterback with a statue back there? Seriously. Yeah. You got to bring him down. He is not the Roethlisberger anymore. Who had five people on and he's throwing it. 30 yards. Um, but the thing that makes me nervous is that they have an a, a elite running back and Najee Harris. I feel like they could just set, do screens or just utilize him so well against us that I would not be surprised if he has a huge game against the bears. Like I wouldn't be surprised at like, Oh, the bears are getting after Roethlisberger. That's great. And then he has a, a, 70 yard screen run for a touchdown or, or something of that nature. I would not be surprised if that that happens just because if they do get to the quarterback, you have such a great running back to use as an outlet and they will use him as that. Yeah. So, Najee Harris has looked very good. He's made for Pittsburgh. Yeah. I think I face him in fantasy this week. So I'm a little nervous, but well, um, what, what are you looking for the bears to what's a positive or not a positive? What is one thing that you want to see the bears or a certain player on the bears do this week that's gonna get to watch the game that make you excited get a fucking turnover <laughs> get a guy I, we've I, we've hammered this home this entire podcast but get a fucking turnover right put yourself in a, you know take a possession away from the Steelers you know the Steelers are not a good team you know kind of hammer them on that um Take a possession away. Give yourself a short field. You know, maybe take one back. If they take one back to the house, whether it's a fumble or a interception, I, I think that could be a really game changer for this team. It's like, oh my god, we can do this again. Like, we can build that momentum. But I think that's the goal. You got to get a turnover. You, you get the fucking ball. Rip it out. Punch it out. Strip it out. Pick it off hit the quarterback, something, something. Show me some life. How about you? Yeah, I think the one 
the one thing that I'm looking for is I want to s- continue to see the run game be utilized um, with Khalil Herbert. I don't know if Damian Williams is going to be back. I haven't looked at the injury report because he was off the field um, right. in, I think, the third quarter. I can't recall off the top of my head. Just keep utilizing the run game. It's going to help out fields immensely, especially if you can, if we're going to continue on with using utilizing play action. I think that's going to be key. So just keep going at the run game. Keep feeding Khalil Herbert. And then, you know, hopefully that leads to some play action. Or if you can't do that, I just want to see a chunk play for longer than 20 yards. Let me see a nice 40-yard pass or like a big, like, 60-yard run. I would love to see that um, just because I feel like it's been a lot of, like, dinking and dunking, which is fine if it's being successful. But, you know, it's only being successful if you're, play. if you're getting those six, seven-minute drives that are ending in touchdowns. I'm okay with it. But if you're not, it's just like, oh, come on, yeah, <laughs> like, what? Like, be aggressive like eventually. You got, you got a, a quick score prediction before we move on. Talk about the trade deadline. I mean, I'll, I'll probably say like twenty-seven, seventeen Steelers. You know, late yeah, score gonna... kind of late score kind of seals it. You're in the game, but maybe they get a, a field goal when they should have not have gotten a field goal or they, they couldn't get off the field or something, or maybe a, a stupid touchdown. They gave up like midway through the fourth quarter and they just can't respond. I'm going to go like 27, 17. Yeah. I'm, I was kind of, I mean, that mine's pretty similar to what you're saying, but I was thinking like a funky looking score, like a clean, like 21, 14 or 27 to 17. Like I'm thinking 26, 13 Steelers. It just seems like that type of game. A lot of field goals, maybe one or two touchdowns for the Steelers, or maybe one or two touchdowns for touchdowns for the Bears. A safety, I wouldn't be surprised. Who knows? But just kind of gritty, slow. I think Watts, a lot of Watts the X factor in this game. He's the guy you got to watch out for. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if Field gets a, a fumble or two in this game, just with T.J. Watt That's, in the backfield. Yeah, and Watts, Watt has learned from his brother to get the ball. <laughs> You know, absolutely. Well, I mean, I will be rooting for the Bears. A Bears win, but let's move on to the trade deadline in our little negative section about the Bears in their last game. Allen Robinson is just seems to be non-existent, and he was thought to be a piece at the trade deadline for the Bears. The Bears made didn't end up making any moves. Um, what's just your overall thought about the NFL trade deadline? It's like <sighs> okay. So on my staff meeting today, my boss is a big Denver Broncos fan because she's from Denver. And her mom used to live next door to Von Miller. So she became very close to Von Miller and his family. And she was devastated when Miller got traded. The NFL trades just do not make sense to me. It's not like baseball or basketball or hockey where one trades are common in all three of those sports. Grant, they play a lot more games. All three of them do. Um, so you have time to like, you know, set your lineups or or whatnot in football. It's hard. Also, I think the return value, like what did, what the fuck did Denver get? Nothing. They got like a bag of peanuts. Yeah, it was like a couple mid round picks, something like that. It's nothing. And I get Vaughn is, you know, getting a little older and. You know, credit to the Rams that they're going for it. Now, I mean, 
they've been going for it for the past two years. They just haven't really, you know, got over that hump. But like the NFL trade line, trade deadline, I think is kind of boring. Right. And I think the it's Bears the worst out of the four sports. 100%. 100%. It's not even close. I mean, there's in every sport, whether it's hockey, basketball, or, or football, or, or baseball, there's at least one one or two big blockbuster trades. Um, football, it's very hard because people don't want to give up assets. They don't want to give up draft picks. It takes a long time to develop people in this sport, and now you're putting someone into a new system. Um, Grant, I think a person like a Von Miller is going to fit in just fine. And now you give him like an Aaron Donald. I would not be surprised. You know, the cliche thing is like new surrounding, like he's ready to go type of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely the boring. It, like, I wish the Bears would have made a trade. You know, I love Khalil Mack, but like Khalil Mack brings a lot of trade value. And I know people are like, oh, his contract is contract. Yeah. But if you're a team who really needs a pass rusher and you think that you can win it, you can you'll make a deal. Or trading maybe an Allen Robinson, or how the fuck don't you trade a Foles or a Dalton at this point? You know, if you're doing yeah, more like the Saints, the, they have nobody, yeah. or the Broncos, nobody. I I don't get it. Yeah, I I'm I think I might have tweeted this out on uh tweeted out on Twitter, but maybe with the Bears like staying pat at the deadline, me that could mean that like the front office is like not giving Ryan Pace any more, you know, leeway or any more like opportunities to like kind of fix this mess. It could be maybe like the writings on the wall that he's on his way out because they're not letting him make any major moves of like a trading mm-hmm. uh, Khalil Mack or a Robinson or whoever, because they don't want him to have the picks. Cause obviously if, they, if he knows that he's not going to be here next year, they're not going to want him to, you know, sabotage this team or make any picks. So that's kind of like my, you know, tinfoil hack conspiracy that could possibly be uh, a reason why they didn't make any moves. I too would have loved to see in making some sort of move to gain draft capital that we lost. Um, but you know, if, if it all works out and they're just kind of leaving everything as is for a new GM, I'm cool with it. And just kind of add on to like why I think the NFL trade deadline uh, is so like second rate to the other main sports. It just hurts that they don't have a minor league system that they can like take prospects and build them up because a lot of times those are you know a big part of a trade at the deadline yeah it's usually called the sec (laughs) yeah that's true but maybe not so much in basketball but like in baseball you baseball and hockey you kind of see like these like young guys that people are oh they you know they they trade hockey and baseball players like it's that yeah they can like stash them away in their minor league system and then build them up and then they end up being you know these stars where football it's like you either get a pick or a player, and that's all you're getting. You can't really take this guy like, hey, I want that guy who but has also, potential. I, I think also like with hockey and baseball, those are more games where you can like, you you especially baseball and hockey, right? Where it's you kind of fit where the player wants to, or where they can be, right? Yeah. I, I, I like hockey. Yeah, there are different lines, and if he's a forward compared to a defenseman, but like. You build that connection with your line. Baseball, you kind of figure out where you, where they can play within the lineup or what position they can play. If they can play anywhere in the infield or outfield, you know, football like there's it's so dense, right? The playbooks are, you know, huge and like yeah. strategies. Or if you if you come from a a four three defense and now you're playing a three four 
or if you're a safety and now you're playing like a nickel, like that's a lot to learn and learn quickly. And oh, that's only for de- and that's only for defense. Yeah, not, offense let alone completely. offense. <laughs> right. Oh. Like, I, I mean, I, I guess quick like power ranking the four sports in terms of trade deadline. Baseball's got to be the best trade deadline. Yeah, I go four sports. I go baseball, basketball, hockey, and then way at the bottom, basketball, uh, football. Yeah, baseball's the best one, but yeah, I agree. And I'd maybe you could flip probably hockey or basketball depending on which more which one you're more of a fan of but right yeah, I, I would say historically basketball offseason is better hockey in yeah. season is better right because yeah, hockey teams if you're if you're in a chance to win the stanley cup they will throw everything everything <laughs> for, to get two players it's definitely not football we can come to that conclusion no no really that's easily. why the von miller trade is a big trade that was the only real big one yeah I mean, I don't even like care to look for any other ones because there were no big star players that I right. Uh, right. saw in the news. So, all right, well, that's kind of wrapping up with football. So let's cut, let's talk about the Bulls a little bit because they're probably the best team in possibly the NBA current at time. They have the best record, six and yeah. one. I think that. Well, I can you know, check their score real they're quick. They're losing they right now at half. Points. They were losing right now at half last time I saw. Well, I, th- I think the games, yeah, they the game's over. They did lose to the Sixers, 103 to 98. So played them tough. The Sixers are a good team, so now they're six and two, but still a top team. They should have been. The, the they should have beaten the Knicks on Thursday. Yes, I was watching that, that game. They should have won that game. And then the Knicks did happen to lose to the Pacers, who are like a couple games under 500. So I, we knew that the Bulls weren't going to win every single game. Everything's going to kind of even out. Um, but still, the Bulls are an exciting team to watch. Uh, I've watched almost every game. I didn't watch today's game because obviously we are recording and it's coming home from work late. But a couple, you know, major uh, things that happened between podcasts was that Patrick Williams out for the year um, with a dislocated wrist. dislocated wrist. So that's a big blow. Uh, they need a, They have, uh, I think, Tony Bradley is the guy who's filling in. Yeah. Javante Green's also been playing well. So I don't know. Maybe they'll make a, a play. How about, the how about uh, what's his name? Oyu, the guy from Illinois the other day, getting 14 oh, points off the bench. Yeah, Ao. Yeah, Ao's Ayo. been. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's been he's been good. He's definitely. I'm happy to see that the new uh, Bears management team are not just like. You mean this, Bulls? Like this is this is a Ao would have been like a person if the Bulls had a first round pick that they would have taken in the first round at like pick eight because he is a you know. A, Played in college for three years. He was the best player on the team. Where in the first round, you got to take upside if you don't get the best pick, which yes. is what they did with Patrick Williams. And they get AO in the second round, and he's proven that he's a great bench guy, comes off, provides defense, provides some scoring, could be that spark, which is what you want. You don't want that guy with their seventh overall pick. So it's great to see him no, come in. If, if you're a top 10 pick, you're, you're starting day one, probably. Most of the yeah. time. Yeah. Absolutely. So and who it's, knows? It's, Maybe one day he is a starter. You never know. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. I but mean, like, I, I thought Kobe White yeah, I thought Kobe White wasn't bad last year. But, he just wasn't a point guard. He's a scorer. Yeah. Now we have Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso. Who can control the, the pace of the game, right? Yeah, they can d- distribute, you know, great playmakers, and then he can just kind of 
be that scoring presence off the bench with if Levine's in foul trouble or DeRozan or whoever, or just to provide that spark. And what he'll be coming back think, soon, I believe. What did you think about last Thursday's game with kind of like the whole band being back together? Of like, I thought the Bulls teams between like 2011 maybe 2010 to like 2013 were fun years, even though Rose was not really in the lineup as much. Like those teams were just so fucking gritty and like tough. I remember they had that huge Thursday night. Yeah, it was. um, What was it? They like, they never lost on Thursday night on TNT. Um, They always played the heat tough in the regular season. Yeah, it was, it was good. That was definitely like the last time to watch the bulls when it was fun and entertaining and like yeah, competitive. and they would always be like a five seed but like like you said they're gonna give you a series they might steal a series yeah and i think that like i know it was uh an honoring joakim noah at that game against the knicks yeah. I, I feel like a lot of those players joakim noah taj gibson um obviously d rose but a lot of those guys just kind of like are what Chicago fans love in a player, whether it's basketball, football, whatever, just like tough, like mean in your face, like diving on the floor for rebounds. just like those blue collar players. They might not be the best and might not be, you know, the star players that are going to get you over the edge, but the, the city's going to fall in love with you. And clearly it, they it, did. You know, it took it. a while for Noah to be loved here. It took him about a year or two. Yeah. I read a story that he was like the vets, who were with him when he was a rookie, like Ben Wallace, Tyrus Thompson, Tyrus Thomas, they didn't like him because I guess after a big loss, I forgot who it was against that Joakim Noah was like, Hey, why are you guys like giggling and laughing and playing around? We're getting our ass kicked. And they're like, why are you telling this, telling us this rookie? And that just kind of foreshadowed what Joakim Noah was as a player. Yeah, for and, his and Noah, I mean, he comes, I mean, he would have been a first round draft pick if you came out after his sophomore year. Um, and, and kudos to, you know, Billy Donovan in, in Florida for keeping that t- team together for another, like that doesn't have, that will not happen in a long time. No. Yeah. All those guys um, are going out. They're going out and I don't blame them. If you have an opportunity to make, you know, $15 million, you're going to go do it. Um, but you know, credit to that Florida team. Like that's a very underrated, great teams of college basketball is those Florida teams. Like they beat you up and they scored a lot of points. And you look at like the lineup of that team and like all those guys went pro except for one of them. And the other one had like a very good European career. So um, it was also weird to see how short Kurt Heinrich is compared to Joe Kim Noah and Kirk Heinrich. I looked him up as six, five. It's just like, I haven't been to an NBA game. It doesn't matter. I haven't been to an NBA game in a couple of years, but the last game I went to the bulls played the bucks with Giannis and just like, you know, that like, you know, that these NBA players are and you're very six, tall. Five, six, six yourself. Yeah. And I'm uh, six, six or whatever, but like just seeing these guys in person and seeing Giannis, especially it's just like, these guys are a different stratosphere of not only athleticism, but height. Like you might not even see it on TV. Like you're just like, yeah, I know those guys are taller NBA players, but when you see them in person, it's just like mind blowing how even huge Steve Nash these is guys six, are. Three. Yeah, you're thinking like, oh, he's like a five eight guy, but he's nope. he's he's taller than the average average guy. So, yep. and the same thing with like NFL players. I mean, I haven't been to an NFL game, but like I've seen them. Like, I forgot where I've seen them before, but like they're massive in right. real life, massive. Yep. It just even baseball players massive. Like you see yep. them in the batter's box, 
like, oh, they're just a baseball player. But no. I mean, Jose Abreu, Anthony Rizzo. They're, they're big people. Big That's boys. why they hit the ball far. <laughs> That's why they hit the ball. <laughs> Kevin, um, the ball far. did you have any news you wanted to tell me today? Uh, um, yeah, I do have some bear news, actually. You got bear news? Do we have a bear alert? I got bear news. Bear alert, bear, I can't do that. Bear. That's Tim's thing. He does that high-pitched whatever crap. That's right. In memory, he does a bear alert, of, uh, bear alert, bear alert, whatever. Tim, are you in here? Are you sound just yeah, like him? Yeah, yeah. All right, so we do, we do have some bear news. We have a bear alert. And this bear alert, is about a bear in California who snuck in to someone's kitchen and ate some delicious leftover Kentucky Fried Chicken. So I'll just read you the first couple sentences of the article. A man in California got an altogether different kind of scare this Halloween season after discovering a bear eating food off his kitchen counter. According to ABC7, John Holden from Sierra Madre recently returned home to find his front door wide open and a bear helping itself to his leftover KFC. So I think we've, we've covered this before. If you live in an area where you know bears are present, you cannot leave food out. Like no, that's, that's, that's if a dumb go, mistake 101. They always say, like, if you go hunting, you don't leave food out. I mean, if you've seen Yogi Bear, like, he's always looking for gonna get your baskets. Bear, yeah, come on, boo-boo. Like, it's not just a... Now, did the uh, bear break in, so he broke into the house? He broke th- He broke through it. I don't think it was, like, a knock down the door. I think, like, the door was open, and he happened to, like, bust his open. way through. Yes. What do you do? Or, like, like it could have been the door the was stairs closed, but not the stairs, just eating some fried chicken. I, I love fried chicken, so I might well, have joined and, the bear. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that if this happened to me, that's his fried chicken now. I'll go out and get some later if I really want some. Oh, but. yeah, absolutely. That's his. He he can he can own that. But, like, part of me would kind of want to be like, hey, bear, you're going to eat that leg? Like, let's eat this together and be friends until the bear realized he should also eat me. But it's like, wow, um, you look way more delicious than chicken. You look way more delicious than this processed fried chicken. But you know what? That That guy's just an idiot. Like... And maybe it just shows how strong bear noses are, you know? Yeah, it's say how far the bear came from. I'm assuming it's just in the area within a mile, I think mile, the, I the guess. window had to be open, and the bear was, you know, maybe a block or two away, and he got a good whiff of it, and he's like, I'm going to I'm gonna get some kernel. I'm going to get that and bucket that, of chicken. Do you think – I know I know sure KFC has this? like a uh, – there is a video in the article. I could, I'll tweet that out. Okay. Um, later, but yeah, there is a video attached to this. But I'm, I, I'm, I gotta watch I'm it wondering. Later. I'm wondering. You know how they have like the different kind of types of. They have like grilled chicken, fried chicken, but I believe they have like a honey chicken oh, or if it's a honey, honey chicken, barbecue it's chicken. Game night. It, it's that's game set. What I'm guessing like, it was. That's what they're looking for. Like bears so, love honey. I mean, the only thing that would be better was like salmon flavored chicken. I'm you sure know. that's probably in some testing lab somewhere. But that, if you're at KFC, buy, I'm I'm using this buy. as a as a marketing. Should we yeah, should I mean, we it's... should we tweet at KFC and be like, you're gonna give this bear free chicken for life? Uh, I think but you I feel should like or make a it. mascot like yeah, so good that bears want it. We can enter this bear into the fat bear because this bear's gonna get fat as shit if he eats KFC every day. 
you know, it, he he might have been like bulking up for next season. Like he's trying to. He's, he's training. Like, he's he, training. He's he's dirty bulking. He's not. He's eating not clean. You know, he eats protein like and carbs. It's like snack and always sunny. Like how much you know Mexican food can <laughs> I eat in this trash bag? Yeah. He, <laughs> He's, he's dirty bulking it, so he's going to – a lot of times people who are, like, weightlifting, they dirty bulk for the winter because, like, it's winter, it's cold, you don't, you're not going to the beach, you just kind of eat as much as you can. Yeah. He's dirty bulking. He's eating KFC. He's probably went to the next bears, house. I don't think this bear is going to cut the weight, though, for for bikini season. He had a protein shaker in his claw yeah. next to him. Yeah, he's – I hope this bear – now, do, I think the bear would be a big fan of, like, coleslaw and, like – like baked beans because that's my favorite side from kfc i feel like he's he's picking two sides from kfc i think he's picking mashed potatoes and i think he's doubling up on the potatoes he's going mashed potatoes and potato wedges oh wedges that's are always solid wedges are always solid okay i don't okay. know i don't Do see, i think i, don't we, see bears I think we can should we release a poll today too like I if you're a bear what's your side what are your KFC? what are your sides what are your sides Interesting. I like it. Well, well, we'll see what you listeners think about this, but uh, let's uh, go on to some picks and wrap it up with our power rankings, and we can wrap the show up. So picks for last week. Can't remember what Tim said because he's not here to remind us. We don't have it written down. I'm sure. I'm sure it did horribly. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I would never take. I would never go to Vegas with that kid. <laughs> I, I do but not I trust you- anything. I got mine right on the dot. Right on the dot. Literally, right we, on the dot. We, we both hit. You had Michigan State over Michigan. I and believe, I had and it at you, four. And you had it at four. And I had the Miami Heat over the Brooklyn Nets. They ended they ended up uh, not only uh, getting the spread, but they actually ended up beating them outright. So we were both on. Um, and I'm going to go first for this week. Just because I, Once I found out that it was just me and you doing the picks, I switched it because I went NBA game two weeks ago, NBA game last week. And I know you you tend to go lean a little bit more towards college, so I picked a college game this week. Okay. Yeah. Once I, I saw the, the spread on this game, and it was so ridiculous that I had to had to choose it. Um, and that game is Georgia and Missouri. Missouri oh are thir- thirty-eight point underdogs to Georgia, and I believe me, Georgia is probably the best. Football team, that team probably even scary. better than Alabama. That team is scary right now. But I do not think that almost 40 points, that's a ridiculous number. So I'm going to take the points and the Missouri Tigers to not get blown out. They cover. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm, I'm sure they will get blown out, but not by 38 points. Because I so went through if, Missouri. If they, if they lose like 70 to 30. I, no, nah, I take that back because there's no way Georgia's defense is giving up 35 points. <laughs> so, if, so if the if the Georgia Bulldogs beat the Missouri Tigers 37 to zero, I still win because they didn't score 38. Have you seen um, the stats on Georgia's defense this year? They have the top. I think they have. 10 out of the top 11 ranked players in defense based off of like college football, like their pro focus thing on college football. Like this is scary. They're like 85 bears. Good on defense. Nick Saban is kind of, but Nick Saban also has like the second ranked defense. Like I feel like the first. Yeah. I feel like that might be a game when, if they, if these two teams meet 
in the SEC title game, I feel like that's a game we all have to you know bet on because that game's going to be a a fist fight. The, the, the national championship game that was a great game too when they played a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you already know if they end up making the both playoffs, one's going to be a oh, one, one's going to be a three, or a, one's going to be a one and two. Yeah, they're not going to play each other. For, and like to be fair, like I know the committee kind of fucked up this week, and that's a discussion for another time. But Georgia's clearly number one, and it's not even close. Okay, my pick. I am going with two teams in the NFL who are not, who could probably lose the Georgia Bulldogs right now. Uh, I say that as a joke. There's no way they would lose to the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't believe in that. However, Texans, Dolphins, the Toilet Bowl. They're uh, bad. Th- it's bad. Both teams are bad. I'm writing a two-game winning streak, I believe, because I think I took the Chiefs two weeks ago, and I took Michigan State last week. Um, I am taking the Texans to win this game. They are a minus six and a half, or Dolphins are a minus six and a half. I'm taking the Texans in an upset. I think the Dolphins are just on a free fall right now. You lose to the Jaguars. There's no hope. I get that the Texans are also a dumpster fire. One of these dumpster fires is getting get, get put out this week. I'm taking the Texans. And one dumpster fire, I believe, is has their starting quarterback back in Tyrod Taylor. So we'll see. We'll see. It's not going to be pretty, and that's why I'm choosing this game. This this is one of those games that you're like you're not watching. There's you're just a lot like of checking the score. There's a lot of bad games this week in the NFL. Yeah, let's just kind of go through them real quick as before we get to our power rankings because I was looking at that myself and it's like you have uh, I guess you had a good game in Packers and Chiefs, but Aaron Rodgers is a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, so we, we have games. We have Thursday night, Jets and Colts, not fun to watch. Boring. Then we have Texan Dolphins, which you mentioned, not fun to watch. Uh, Raiders and Giants. Eh. Is the Battle of Ohio the best game of the week, Browns and Bengals? Uh, you know, it might be. It's either that or... Maybe the Niners-Cardinals. Can the Cardinals, you know, can the Niners get to... 400 or 500 and the Cardinals, you know, get back on the winning streak. I'd probably say it's Titans Rams, the Sunday night game. Titans but, Rams. Okay. Oh, I did not see that. No, I did not see that one. I just, as soon as I opened my mouth, I forgot that Derrick Henry's hurt. So that's probably less fun to game. So you might be right. It might be the battle of Ohio or but Patriots yeah. Panthers. You know, Patriots are hot right now. Yeah. Looking at, looking at the, the games, it's like, these are, these are not sexy games. No, not at all. I you mean, the, the, fact the, the, the fact that the fact that the Bears and Steelers are headlining it should tell you that. It's yeah, not, it's not a sexy week. Not a good week. And last week, I thought the games were exciting. Yeah, yeah. definitely the Sunday night game and the three thirty game definitely kind of get thrown into a loop a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take the toilet bowl game, and the Texans are going to find a way to win this game. All right, well, take the Texans and take. The Missouri Tigers this week, if you want easy money. Tim, I don't know. I'm sure he'll pick something. Let's We'll give him benefit of the doubt. I'm sure he picked something really Can you imagine if Missouri upset Georgia? It yeah. would throw so much chaos, <laughs> and I would love it. Oh, I'd love it, too. I'm, I'm thinking maybe maybe Tim, if, he's, if he listens to this, he puts his pick on Twitter and to make up for uh, 
taking his bye week right now. I am going to the uh, Penn State Maryland game, so I'll be fun this week. So. That's that is the unranked Penn State Nittany Lions. They are the unranked. Yes, you now realize what it's like to be a Penn State fan and a Chicago Bear fan. It's brutal. Yeah, it's was, brutal. Yeah, that was not fun. Yeah, was, losing uh, to Ohio State is like losing to Green Bay. Okay, that's what it's like. Calls aren't going to go your way, and you're usually about a, a series or two behind. But yeah, the fans let's go to, are obnoxious. Oh God, don't even talk to me about them. All right, power rankings. All right, so we've, got, we've had this one on the back burner for a little bit. Yes, you've wanted it for a while. So what? It, what is it? Well, it is in the middle of the football season officially now. Um, and you know it's fall. We're getting close to winter. Like you said, it's casserole season in the Midwest, and I miss it. But football is the best food in the world. Football food is the best. What is your game day go-tos? You're at a tailgate. You're at a friend's house. You're making yourself a dish. What are your go-tos to, you know, to make sure you hate Sunday night because you feel like a whale? All right, so... I think I picked three good ones. My number okay. three is this can be anywhere. This can be outside, inside. Um, I picked finger sandwiches. So they can I like be, it. That's, that's any variety and not just any certain one. They could be, okay. you know, just cold finger sandwiches. I like to make some like slider sandwiches that have like ham or turkey and cheese with like a glaze over them. Do you take like one pickle? Put a spear. Yeah, you can put a pickle or you like put like the. If you have like the a spear of a pickle with like a toothpick and put it on top, if you want to be fancy, um, just because like the variety you get with the sandwiches, you can change the meat, you can change the cheese, you can add vegetables, you can leave them off. So I think finger sandwiches is my easy number three. Okay, that's a good one. That's a really good one. I'm a big sandwich guy. Um, I had two sandwiches today. I made one for dinner and lunch because uh, I need to go grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> that's another issue. That's a good one. I, my third one. I like a good barbecue. Give me some ribs or a brisket or pulled pork. Let that baby, you know, if you got a 3.30 game, you're going to start that early in the morning. Get that barbecue going. Slabber that if you're, you just want it on your plate. You know, you could do different types of like mustard or barbecue sauce on it. Um, and yes, you can do like a, when I say mustard, it's more like the Carolina mustard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, goes great on sandwiches. You can just eat it normally. If you have ribs, it's if you're ever at you know the Bears South parking lot, there's always barbecue pits going on. Give me a good barbecue plate, regardless of what type of meat it is. The barbecue in DC good? It's not bad. There's a there's a barbecue place by me. Uh, it's not terrible. Yeah, I, I like it. Federalist Pig, it's good. I, it's a good. My dad likes it. My dad likes barbecue. Um, yeah, it's good. All right, barbecue number three for you, Jackson. My number two is very simple. Very, you know, it could be. It's very cheap. Could be anywhere. Even if you only have this, it still makes for a decent uh, game day. And that's chips and salsa. Oh, that was my number two. Uh, well, we can add on to this. So we're both we're both repping chips and salsa for number two. And so you can add on after I'm done. But just easy. All you need is the bag and then the bowl with the salsa or just the jar with the salsa in it. You, salsa. 
Do you also include nachos with this, like with the cheese? Chips, uh, cheese, nachos, or you want more salsa base? I, I'm just, I would not consider nachos with this. I would just say chips, like a bag of chips or a bowl of chips, and then salsa. That's okay. what I'm. Okay. So I like not, it. It's I like it just because the salsa, you can have like thin salsa or you can have chunky salsa. The chip game can be different. You can have like the scoops or like the heart. I like the Catalina style, more authentic. Um, so just chips and salsa. Even if that's the only thing that I have around me it's, for a game day. You can eat just, that for dinner. You can eat that for dinner and then, you know, I could eat that so much of that where I'm just and you disgustingly digest, sick. you digest chips at an unhealthy rate sometimes. Oh, yeah. Sometimes like, you love if, chips. If the salsa's gone, I'll just eat the t- plain tortilla chips. That's how I, much I like I, them. So. I did that today, too, because <laughs> I ran out of salsa. But, yes, 100% agree. I make a very good pico. Um, it was good. Too. I would I would include that as like a it's in the family of the salsa. salsa. Yeah, it's in the I family. I would include that. Yes, yes, yeah. I'd agree. Um, my number two would be like like a brat. Give me some good brats. Um, you know the grilled onions, the hot peppers, the the I love it all. Like soggy and mm, so good. So if you give if there's like a no brats but they have a Polish sausage or Italian sausage is that is that a oh I I cook your it. Boat? yeah I, yeah I do it yeah absolutely so brats yeah. like if you had the pick of the three brats the number one I go brats Italian sausage Polish sausage I'd probably I probably go the same way I like yeah. Italian sausage probably a little bit more than Polish because you can get a little spicier with the, the Italian yeah but the brat the brat so Italians good, also in, take Italian sausage also a little quicker to cook too. Yeah. All right. Well, my number one, my number one drum roll. I mean, it's it's not a very uh, out there pick. It's chicken wings. Okay. Chicken wings are my number one. And and, uh, not, I have a little kind of a caveat to my wing selection on game day, not just the wings in general, but game day wings. I like them to be just like a dry rub. I don't want all the sauce on my fingers because if I want to get to my phone or I want to change the channel or I'm like touching stuff, I don't like to have the sauce on my fingers. You know, even if you get had the napkin and stuff, I still feel that like the sauce or the grease on there. I like just chicken wings with some dry rub, some whatever you got, some seasoning. Good to go. If you, you can add ranch as like a dip or a dip to it, but I just don't like my fingers being covered in wing sauce. You're being you're being wings. You're being, you know, proactive on this. And yeah. I appreciate that. Especially if I'm at someone's house. I don't want to be touching their couch and stuff with, with my I got to I'm not the biggest fan of dry rubs, but I respect where you're coming from on this. Gotcha. You're thinking outside the box. Absolutely. My number so wings, one. Wings, my number one. Go ahead. Sorry. My number one. Um, Chili. I love chili. I don't. I would not consider chili a game day. Food. I think it's game day food, man. It's football food. It's 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 late fall. It's winter. It's chili time. You can't cook like, it in the crock pot. You can't cook it in the crock pot. And maybe I was a little inspired because, like, the other day on Facebook, I saw my old wrestling coach and his family had like a chili competition of like twenty people, mm-hmm. and like half of his family is like firefighters. So you know they're all bringing good chili. Uh, that's a stereotype. It's firefighters chili chili cook off. Chili cook off, and that's what happened. And I'm like, damn, like I my mom makes a really good chili. I think like you can put noodles in it. 
You can, you know, put cheese and, you know, you can do whatever you want to chili. You could use it as a topping as well. Yes, you can. You could put it on a burger. You could put it on a hot dog. Um, Put it on rice. That's how I like my chili. You like yours with rice. Better rice. Chili with the better rice. Mm. Interesting. Um, That's really good. Interesting. I, I, I would love to do a chili competition with us. You know, once if we ever got together again or when we get back together again, um, I've seen chili with, you know, cut up pieces of steak in it. Fancy, fancy. Uh, but to me, chili is like the ultimate comfort food. It's a Sunday or Saturday. I'm watching football. I don't want to leave the table or the the couch unless I'm getting another bowl of chili or go to the bathroom because I've had five bowls of chili. Are you... Pro or anti oyster crackers in your chili? I'm okay with oyster crackers. I don't, you know, I, I don't need to put them in there, but like. It's not a must. It's not a must. Like, I, I hate sour cream. I'm not one of these people who put sour cream in their chili. I think that's gross because I think just sour cream is gross in general. Um, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. Yeah, but chili is my game day. Give me a big pot of chili, baby. Well, you know what? I think. These all have- sound good. This sounds yeah, like I think I think we have to have either well you I think you have to have chili on Sunday or Monday excuse me and I have to make wings on Monday in order I, for the it was funny, to get I cooked wings yesterday for for dinner oh there you go you you were in the I was in, in the, the same kind of yeah, yep. same mindset but that I am extremely hungry now but that is episode twenty two of the Team Bear Sports podcast. You can catch our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcasting uh, platforms from. Um, with that, Team Bear signing off. You got anything to add? Shout out to the Atlanta Braves for beating those dirty, rotten cheaters. I forgot to Jorge mention that. Jorge Soler, MVP, former. Jorge Soler. How many Cubs were on that uh, team yesterday? Four? Three or four? Peterson, Soler. Um, Chavez. And I think that one guy every team signs to just steal bases. So I think they had four guys on that team yesterday. I think if you just took all the players who played in the playoffs who were former Cubs and put them on a team, they would probably yeah. win the World Series. They'd probably or be a they'd be a wild card team. Yeah, I'd agree. All right, with that, team bear out, bear down, bear down. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!